Ever dreamt of quitting your job and traveling the world? Like most people, we did too, and even tried it out. We're sharing our journey with a podcast and a blog. Welcome to Live Let Rome, a travel podcast. I'm Christy. And this is Eric. Join us on our travel adventures as we look to educate and inspire you to travel more and get the most out of each travel experience. Welcome to episode 23 of Live Let Rome. A hop, skip, and a bus ride away, and we are roaming in Bratislava, Slovakia. Bratislava, Slovakia. How did we even land there? I don't know. How did we? Uh, well, <laughs> it took planning, and about two months ahead, we had to plan our return leg journey back to the United States. We had some transitional times that we knew in advance, but we wanted to make sure that we made the most of our journeys. And that took some research. Now, we looked at our points flights. We had points through American Airlines, and we looked at what was the best flight deal from Europe going back to where we were going back into the United States. And Eric found that that deal was through Vienna. Yes, and you have to be flexible when planning those long jumps because it can get expensive. We agreed on our last four cities of Sofia, Bruno, Prague, and Bratislava to round out our last two months of trip planning and to visit a city and country we've never been to. It worked out to our benefit very much. And that was something that we look about this whole journey where we're planning was, did it fall into our budget? Is this a new and interesting city we need to explore? And all the other document stuff that we have to, like the Schengen visas and all the fun stuff. Yeah, and it was a good experience. Yay! So what do you think Stirica Chess means? 46. 46. Where are you from? Czech Republic. (laughs) Where are we? In Central Europe, Slovakia borders five countries. Northwest is the Czech Republic. Directly north is Poland. Ukraine on the east. Hungary to the south. And Austria to the west. Bratislava is just about 10 to 15 minute drive from the Austrian border and a little over an hour train ride from Vienna, Austria. The population of Bratislava is just around 439,000 residents, equal to the U.S. city of Miami, Florida. Time for some quick facts. The capital of Slovakia, Bratislava, was once known as Pressburg. That was its German name until 1919. This historic name lives on in a tasty treat known as the Pressburg Bagel. Bratislava served as the capital and coronation site of the Kingdom of Hungary. The city was the legislative center of the Hungarian Kingdom between 1536 and 1783. During that period, St. Martin's Cathedral saw the coronation of eight queens and 11 Hungarian kings, according to 33TravelTips.com. Bratislava was a prominent city in the Velvet Revolution. This was also known as the Gentle Revolution. This took place from November 17th to the 28th in 1989. The Velvet Revolution was a nonviolent transition of power made up of student protest and older dissidents leading to an end of a 41-year communist regime. Yeah, 
how to get around. What I love most about these major cities in Europe is how well thought out the transportation options are. We arrived by bus from Prague to Bratislava and we had a stop in between in Vienna. Bratislava has a great efficient public transport system. I'm especially a fan of the trams. It's easy, you buy a ticket, you can navigate to most locations in the city, and you kind of have an eyeline of sight to the things that you want to see or where you want to get off. If you make a mistake, don't worry, you can catch another tram or bus and explore in a different direction. The city is also super walkable, just make sure that you have comfortable shoes to take you on that journey. Where we stayed and for how long? We stayed outside the historic center, a convenient 10-minute tram ride away, for 15 days and 14 nights. Our cost was $52 a night in the beginning of August. We were within walking distance to some local restaurants, a pool, parks, grocery stores, a Lidl, and even a chocolate factory. Now, that chocolate factory was one of our landmark navigational points. So we'll talk a bit later about some of our highlights, like where we got to visit the pool. But part of the directions that I would give is, okay, we walk till we smell chocolate and then we take a right. Follow your nose. Yeah, follow your (laughs) nose. So it was something that was really pleasant that you get up in the morning and there was a certain time when you smelled this chocolate factory doing its magic, and it was a really great... Yeah, uh, the olfactory compass. And we visited their convenience store several times. And I think it was Milka. Yeah, definitely loved it. talk about our standout moments for Bratislava. We've mentioned in a couple episodes that attending the free city tour is a great way to orient yourself to a new city. We did this as well. We knew we were going to be in Bratislava for about two weeks and we wanted the opportunity to learn a little bit about it and kind of figure out where to spend our time since we didn't really know a whole lot about this city. Dominica, our tour guide, was a great resource of that information. She was very knowledgeable. She told us lots of fun stories about the history of Bratislava and its traditions. Yeah, and it's great because you walk by different artifacts or pieces of history around the city and you would just not know the story. In these walking tours, you learn about these stories. For example, one was Napoleon's cannonballs that are still left in the buildings. Some actually artificially put the cannonballs in the building to get some tax relief, which was funny. We also learned about Ignaz, a homeless man who became the symbol of the city and is honored by bronze statues. In fact, they had bronze statues of other things just scattered around the city that you would normally just walk by. It was really cool to see. And there was a curious Easter tradition. Do you know what we do on Easter Monday here in Slovakia? Well, on Easter Monday, guys, listen carefully because this concerns you very much. Gentlemen, guys, boys, in the morning when they wake up, they dress very nicely. Many of them wear suits and they prepare a bucket of cold water and they prepare a whip, which is made out of willow tree branches. And they even take small perfume with them. They go outside of their house and they go visit their girlfriends, girl classmates, uh, family members, friends. All right. In the past, they would visit only single girls because it was a good way how to meet their future wife. Let's say today it doesn't matter. So they go visit the girls 
when they come in front of the girl's house, she's supposed to go outside of her house. It should be in the order. It's best. She goes outside of her house and they splash the bucket of cold water at her and they whip her with a whip. Okay? Yes. Very gently. Okay? It's not supposed to be rude. It's not supposed to be violent. It's supposed to be very polite and very gentle. Whipping or touching, okay? I don't know how to, what word should I use for it? Simply, in the past, this tradition had a meaning, as I see the looks in your face, girls. No worries. In the past, people believed that the cold water is going to bring beauty to the girl for the next whole year. And touching or whipping with a whip made out of willow tree branches, which was a tree symbol as a life, was supposed to bring them strength and help for the next year. So in the past, if you were a girl and you didn't have any visitors, you were in trouble. You were missing beauty and health for the next year. Now, today, I understand completely if you don't like the tradition or I have so many friends who don't like it. But I always say that I always had fun. It's supposed to be about fun, socializing. It's a tradition, it's weird, but we have it still to this day. It's way more common in smaller towns and villages, I have to say, and I am a village girl. And I was living with two of my cousins, uh, three girls in the house, so you can imagine how many boys visited sometimes. Yes, my grandma was getting crazy <laughs> from it because sometimes they are very anxious and they don't wait till you come outside so the water is inside of your house and you have to clean it every time it's not so fun and you have to dress or change your clothes 15 times a day which is always not so fun but now the most important part guys for you is that since we appreciate it so much that you visit us and you splash the water at us that we reward you you get from the girls uh, decorated eggs some sweets, candies, let's say, food, refreshments, alcohol, all right, uh, like shots of alcohol that's very, very popular, and money, okay? So it's a great business for you as well, especially for the younger children until 15. They love it. My brother, he's 12, yes, and last year he made 200 euros for like three hours visiting grandmas, friends, classmates, you know, and splashing the water at them. This is a crazy part of the tradition, I think. We did two walking tours, a general one around the old square and an early evening spooky tour. Ooh. We told ghost stories and again, it's fun. You do one during the day, do one during the evening. And it's just a fun way to walk around the city. Just don't forget, even though they're free walking tours, always tip your guide at least a few dollars. And if everyone chips in, it actually makes it worthwhile for everyone. You'll learn where to eat, you'll learn where to go, you'll learn where to walk, and you learn tons about the city. So, last chance for you to run away, because now I'm going to tell you the most bloody story of tonight. So I hope you're ready for this. Once upon a time, in the year 1560, a little girl was born. Her name was Elizabeth Bathory. And she used to live here in Bratislava until she got married with her parents. She actually was from one of three most richest families in Hungarian Kingdom. And she grew up to be a very nice, beautiful young lady. She was very well educated. She used to study here in Bratislava and in Vienna as well. She was very popular because she was very nice and kind to everyone. She used to help poor people a lot. And at the age of 15, she married the love of her life, young man called Ferenc Nadazdi. Uh, who was also from one of three most richest families in Hungarian Kingdom. So it was a very big wedding. 
and as a wedding gift Ferenc gave Elizabeth a Chaktica castle which is castle around one hour from here from Bratislava and 17 villages around the castle to rule pretty average wedding gift right? <laughs> well this kind of sounds like a Disney story maybe but only to this point because then a war happened and Ferenc needed to go to fight on field for Hungarian king so Elizabeth was left alone to rule on castle which was okay at the beginning because as I said she was very nice and kind to everyone and she used to call young people from the villages to come to work for her on the castle but people soon realized that their daughters aren't coming back from the castle from the war because there was mental illness in her head and she soon realized when she once saw one of her servants step herself into the finger and Elizabeth saw blood coming out of the finger and she realized that she liked the view so she started to experiment and she started to torture poor young girls at the beginning it was just like a common torturing for example cutting their wings to watch them bleed out uh, she would let them starve to death and she was watching them dying slowly she enjoyed watching them dying soon she started to do another thing for example one of her specialties was that she was ripping fingers out of bodies while alive and watching them scream and bleed and there was one more reason why she was doing this she was afraid that her husband won't come from the war soon enough he was still young and beautiful because you know wars for more many years even decades sometimes so she did a little research and she found one legend in her books the legend was from romania where her family originally was from and the legend said that if she take bath in blood of young virgin girls she would remain beautiful and young forever and so she started to do this while she was torturing the girls she was capturing the blood and then she would take bath in it as i said people soon realized that the daughters aren't coming back from the castle but there was nothing to do about it for them because her husband was too important for hungarian king as a soldier so she was safe but she was safe only to point when her husband died on field then king ordered an investigation because there were too many news about missing girls coming from the Chakita castle and the royal palatine himself palatine was right hand of the king very important man in kingdom this one was actually a very good friend with friends and elizabeth so he himself went to Chakita castle to see what's going on and he found elizabeth red-handed literally so there was a big trial with her and three of her servants who helped her and all of them were found guilty i mean they found the bodies also they executed the three servants but they couldn't execute elizabeth because she was still high royalty and no matter what you couldn't execute high royalty in this kingdom so she was put under house arrest and she was living like this for four more years she was actually walled in in one of her rooms <laughs> after four years she suddenly died they buried her near the castle which was not okay with people living there because they thought that she was devil herself and so they needed to bury her somewhere else but until today we don't know where she was buried or if she was buried <laughs> so maybe the bath broke and she's still here young and beautiful and we don't know but what we do know is that the rest of the story is completely true actually according to historical records she killed around 300 young girls and she's still written in guinness book of the world records as the worst female massive murderer in humankind history actually around five or six years ago they found new world in dungeons where she was doing this so it was big really big thing like after all of these centuries they found another dungeon but the chastity castle is still working as a museum if you are interested you can go there and see for yourself where she was doing this yeah and the spooky tours where i learned about the first witch agatha which i couldn't stop thinking of marvel's agatha how she was the first witch burned the city and there are all this fun little text but the most important thing that I learned on this tour was the Pressburg Bagel. Now I mentioned this in our little quick facts that Pressburg Bagel comes from the historic name of the city, 
What it is, is a distinctive half moon or horseshoe shape. It's made of puff pastry and then in the center it's a filling of either sweetened poppy seeds and nuts, walnuts, or sometimes I think I even saw pistachios and other different flavors. It's kind of dense, I'm gonna Very tell you. It is not a diet treat, <laughs> but it's something that is super delicious. And I became addicted to it, although it'll sit in your stomach like a luscious little lump. Bratislavan food is some of the heaviest food I've ever eaten. This the Jagel, there's these dumplings that they had, and tons of gelato throughout the city. You wouldn't think Slovakia and gelato, but... There's tons of gelato. I call it mm -hmm. stacks of competition gelato. And they're very colorful. We got pictures we can post. Unique stores. They had a honey store where it's every product was made of honey from the candles to the snacks to the teas. That's where I got my bee pollen that I kept <laughs> getting stopped at every airport because it was a glass jar of bee pollen. They're like, what? It's what is these this? little yellow little bubbles that are in the jar i can't explain it but yeah it's they thought it was pollen. like an explosion or something but yeah so every time we go through security you get stopped it's a unique town it's very walkable the free tours are just a great way to just get out quickly see what you need to see and also get your navigation right so they take you the streets behind the streets and so after you do this you have a great orientation all right one of our next things that we loved about bratislava was harad castle this castle is a gorgeous restored castle that is up on the hill. There's wonderful, beautiful gardens. There's cool historic pieces. And the rooms itself is something to see in itself. They're very restored and detailed and ornate and gold leaf. You can definitely have some Instagrammable shots as you're walking down the steps and posing. And to me, this is one of the must-see places to go in Bratislava. It's great. It has the grounds around the castles and the gardens. You have a walk to the top for great views. It's a workout to burn off that beagle. And then in the cellar of this castle, they had a pretty good museum as well. So there's lots to do and see at the castle. Highly recommend it. Yeah, and for a lot of the pieces, I can't tell you a specific artwork. What I took from the castle itself was the whole kitten caboodle, the whole shape, the detailed, the ordinariness. And something that came that I loved was on the way down, we were walking back to our area. We stumbled upon a fortuitous event, and that was a cat cafe. It was called McCafe. Now, this is not McDonald's. This is not where you get your vanilla latte or Americano, whatever it is. This was a nice little cute cafe that I was, I was begging to go to. Because at this point, with Turkey behind me, I was missing those cats, and I needed some more fuzzy time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went in the morning that one time, and I remember you... Actually, there wasn't a lot. The cats were just roaming around. Okay, so the idea is that we had to plan the specific time to come here. And I know cats are most active in the morning or in the afternoon. Yes. So I'm not coming to watch cats sleep. Yes, I'll do that. Whatever. Give me any cat. I wanted to have some activity. And with this, I remember going and I went there and typically in a lot of cat cafes I've attended, there's maybe a little toy or anything. They had no toys for these cats. I was like traumatized. So I had to get to work again, took off my shoelaces from my sneakers and basically found a cat toy. <laughs> it worked. It worked. And everyone in the cafe was so impressed with your homemade cat toy. They were just baffled. They were like, oh, we should have done that. Because 
you had every cat coming up to you and, and it was just it was funny and it's a cool it's different these cat cafes are popping up all over the place but it's a great place to just unwind again it was very hot outside it's air conditioned you have little cats running around it's a fun place to kill a couple hours but now let's talk about the swimming pools the swimming pools are great especially in summer and Bratislava had a really nice community pool that was just a few dollars it was close enough to walk from our apartment and we went twice I think I went a separate time third time just a nice activity close by very inexpensive and on the way again that's where you smelled this chocolate wafting from this Milka factory which kind of guided us to the pool that was part of our planning process on where we were going to stay in Bratislava we knew it was August it's going to be hot we need something to beat the heat and we saw that there was a swimming pool within walking distance to this Airbnb that we ended up staying and it worked out beautifully swimming pool was four euro to get into and if you went after 5 p.m., it was only two euro. They had two large pools. There wasn't a whole lot of grassy areas, but there was some concrete. You just had to bring your own stuff. You could rent chairs and all that stuff, but we just went normal with our regular towel. Yeah, it was just perfect for the heat that we were experiencing. And then right outside of this pool area, remember that cool little pub where we had the Wiener Schnitzel and all the beer and the Kofala? It was just a nice little restaurant right outside that we went to afterwards. It was relaxing. It was good. Yeah, when you take the chance to visit these local areas that are more, less of the major destinations, you get the opportunity to find these local spots. And that's where we found a couple restaurants to eat. That's where I discovered uh, more kofala. So it was that nice herbaceous drink that I loved from Prague. Yeah, we were the only, there were no tourists in this area. So it was just definitely a local area, which, which we love. We're ready for some quick Q&A. What do you find was the most interesting thing you've learned in or about Bratislava? You know, the food, it was really interesting how heavy it was. It was some of the heaviest food I've ever eaten. In fact, there was this one dumpling called Bridzovi Haluske. I'm probably messing up the pronunciation. Close enough, close enough. But it's basically like a heavy gnocchi that's coated in this fermented cheese, bacon grease, and fried bacon. I, I, I can't explain and express how heavy this is. I they ate about need something to go with all that beer. <laughs> yeah. In the winter, I could see this being really hardy. I'm going to try making it in the winter. But remember, we're here in August. I shouldn't have had it, but I had to have it. It's their national dish. It's tasty, but you could eat a half a plate of this and then you're ready for a nap. And it, it totally filled us for the day. Well, for me, my little fun fact or interesting thing that I learned was during the spooky tour, and that was the folkloric tales like Agatha Tut Bolorobashavshin, or whatever. Anyway, (laughs) we're not linguists here. The first witch burned in Slovakia. It was in the beginning of the 17th century, about 90 years before the Salem witch trials. Yeah, yeah. So would you plan to return, Christy? And if yes, what else would you like to see? Yes, I definitely return. What I learned about Bratislava was that, yes, it was a good, cheap destination, but it was very interesting. It was a welcoming city. It got to learn a lot of new things that I didn't know. And I really would love to explore more of the country. We were only on the westernmost of this country. And from what I can research and I can see, there's whole lots of nature trails and national parks that would seem amazing to explore. Yeah, I would definitely go back. I think it's perfect for a day trip from Vienna. 
Two nights, I think, would be more than enough. Not that you can spend a month there. You could. It's a very relaxed city. One to two days, see the castle, walk around, take a free city tour, try some of these foods, uh, maybe hit the pool if you have time. It's a great experience for a short trip or a great place to just hang out for a couple weeks. Wrapping it up, what have we learned today? Cities you don't know much about have lots of stories to tell. Find a way to listen. Join a free walking tour to get an orientation of the city, but don't forget to tip your tour guide. And try some tasty treats like the Pressburg Bagel and potato dumplings. You can walk them off later while exploring. We recommend staying outside of the city center and exploring local sites like the pools or even a chocolate factory. All right, our next city or country, we're going to actually go a little bit off topic and we're going to talk about our special top secret travel fatigue and budget episode. Souvenirs, novelties, party tricks, (laughs) top secret. Remember, our goal is to educate and inspire you to take your next adventure near or far. So what are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to Live, Let, Rome. Visit our website for more to see and read at liveletrome.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Simply search Live Let Rome. Our podcast is free wherever you listen. Be sure to subscribe. To support Live Let Rome, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Feel free to drop us an email at liveletrome at gmail.com and include your show questions, recommendations, or to share your travel adventures. So until next time, get out and roam.